0: and welcome to another edition of play me or fade me and thank you for joining us as always well didn't have a winning day in baseball but it was a really really good day for me and the national football league it's been about four months since i said that i had to get one of those in and yes my minnesota vikings did it yet again they got the number one player on my board how do they do it? Well, I have a whiteboard, and once the Vikings make their selection, I write down the name, that was my number one player on the board. It's always a good spin to the draft anyway. makes me feel good about things, but anytime you add a weapon for Kurt Cousins, I like it because there's a ton of critics out there, but I'm one of those loyal quarterback guys. I'm going down with the ship. I'm all in on Kurt Cousins. He's going to lead us to the promised land, and he's going to lead my purple to our first-ever Super Bowl. I'm hoping this will be the year... Always got to have optimism in April anyway. But uh yeah, good draft. And also the uh last pick of the draft by the Chiefs here, that Kansas State kid. I really like him. Of course, he's coached by Chris Kleiman, one of my all-time favorites. But uh, I'm just buying time here. I don't want to recap a losing card, but let's go ahead and do it. We cash in the Rangers under the one and a half in the first five. Garrett Cole gets the job done. Five scoreless innings for us, and we cash that ticket. Then we played the Cardinals under the one and a half in the first five at plus money. Logan Webb had to dance out of a bases loaded jam in the second. He did so. Then he cruised through five innings of shutout baseball. We cashed that ticket with once again plus money. Our fortunes ended there, though. I had the Pirates under the one and a half in the first five, and they kind of ripped the band aid off. They got three runs in the first inning off for Julio Arias, and I lose that ticket. So the night came down to Sugar Shane McClanahan at the Chicago White Sox. We had not one, but two units on it. Thank you for the votes on Twitter. Unfortunately for us, it wasn't a winner. Had we won that game, we'd have won $47 and a penny for the day. Unfortunately, we lost the game. So you add it together, and I lose $20.61 for the day. Did have a great interaction with a fan out there in Long Island, New York. Great guy. Interesting sports fan, though. He's a Yankee fan and a Patriot fan. I don't know if that mixes too well, but it works for him, I guess. Uh, but he created a Twitter account just to vote for our daily Twitter poll. So I greatly appreciate that. That was kind of a cool story. And uh yeah, a lot of good back and forth there. His handle is Nike something. So I'm hoping that he owns a ton of Nike stock because I think over the course of time, that thing's gone up a little bit. But uh, now let's get to the card for Friday. I don't like the prices. I like the plays. And I think a few of these may flip overnight and I would actually take the plus money if I can get it, but I'm unfortunately gonna be laying some heavy juice. Not a fan of it, but I'm gonna run with it. Play number one, the Seattle Mariners at the Toronto Blue Jays. It's Alec Manoa on the bump for the Blue Jays. Excellent effort last time out, tossing seven scoreless at Yankee Stadium. He had a great outing earlier this year at Kansas City, also tossing seven scoreless innings. But other than that, he's been terrible in the other three starts against the Rays, the Taggers, and the Cardinals, giving up 15 runs over just 12 and a third innings. Strikeout to walk ratio was 3.5 last year. This year, it's only 1.3. Little troubling there. Last year, he had a 2.24 ERA and a 0.99 whip. One start against the Mariners last season in the regular season, seven and a third innings, giving up two runs. In the playoffs, though, not so good five and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs. Regular season versus Manoa, Mariners are just five for 22 hitting. Seattle ranks 20th in OPS this year against righties. They're 18th in OPS on the road and they're 11th in runs scored on the road. After the last two years, I put Manoa in that elite category, but a 5.13 ERA this season is far from elite. I expect to see the location issues correct themselves soon, I'm going to take good pitching again in this one. I'm going to play the Seattle Mariners. Under two and a half runs in the first five, currently at a minus 155. If this one goes to an under one and a half at plus money, I would still like it, but I locked it in tonight at the under two and a half at a minus 155. Next up on the card, it's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Chicago White Sox. So I went against the rule yesterday and it burned me. Today, I'm going to follow the back-to-back rule and hopefully it doesn't burn me again. It's Zach Eflin. He'll tow the rubber for the Rays, a 3-0 record, a 2.81 ERA, and a 1.00 whip. Three starts, three wins. Not a bad ratio there. Five innings, one run against Detroit, six innings, three runs against Oakland, and five innings and one run against these very same White Sox last time out. Those teams, though, ranked 22nd, 27th, and 30th in scoring. This will be his first road start of the year. He had a 6.88 ERA on the road last season, a 5.12 ERA on the road in 2021. He has a career 4.45 ERA. He spent his career with the Phillies before this season. White Sox hitters are eight for 34 against Eflin. Grundahl has three hits. All three hits have been home runs. The White Sox are 25th in OPS versus righties. 22nd in scoring, but I'm going to put my faith in the back-to-back situational play. I'm on the Chicago White Sox over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 130. Next up on the card, it's the LA Angels at the Milwaukee Brewers. So veteran lefty Wade Miley is on the bump for the brew crew today. Three and one record on the season, a 1.96 ERA and a 0.96 whip. Six innings, no runs against the Mets. Five innings, three runs at Arizona. Seven innings, no runs at San Diego. Five innings, two runs against Boston. So a tremendous start for a career 4.10 ERA pitcher. 4.3 strikeout to walk ratio, the best of his career. 209 batting average against, the best of his career. Angel batters are 17 for 55 against Miley. That's a 309 average with Mike Trout being the actual outlier here, going just 2 of 18. The Angels are the fourth-best team in OPS against lefties. They are the fifth-best scoring team this season. I can't seem to win an under in Milwaukee. Yes, I've been burned at Miller Park three times already this season. Hopefully, I can hit an over. I'm going to take the LA Angels over the one-and-a-half runs in the first five at a minus 160. I was once again expecting this number to be at two and a half. and Plus money, if you get that in the morning, I'd rather have that than the one at a half and a minus 160. But once again, I'm locked in at the minus 160 for the over one and a half. Then the final game of the card for you, it's the St. Louis Cardinals at the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the thorn in my side, Jack Flaherty gets the call today for the Cardinals. He has a two and two record, a 3.29 ERA and a 1.35 whip. So for those of you that remember, Flaherty walked 13 batters. Yes, count him up, 13 batters in his first two starts of the season, yet managed to give up just two runs over 10 innings and beat me twice. Yes, I do hold a grudge sometimes. Since then, he's gone 17 and a third innings, giving up nine runs. The Dodgers bats have found little middle ground of late. Three runs combined in their last three losses. 24 runs combined in their last three wins. The Dodgers have the third-best OPS against righties. They have the second-most homers, and they have the most walks. Max Muncy is expected to return tonight. Flaherty has walked the second-most batters in baseball. It's time for the Dodgers to make them pay the price. Give me the plus money on the L.A. Dodgers over the two-and-a-half runs in the first five at a plus 105. So let's recap your card for a Friday. It's chalky, a lot of juice here, but let's run with it. I'm on the Seattle Mariners under the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 155. I'm on the Chicago White Sox over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 130. I'm on the LA Angels over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 160. And I'm on the LA Dodgers over the two and a half runs in the first five at a plus 105. Other than that, enjoy day two of the NFL draft and as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun and let's camp some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.